Hey, welcome to Rabbit and Blue Radio with the Skeleton Crew. This is the 12 days of Friday to the 13th. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Michael J. and our special guest host, Dan Chase. All right, now it's time to get deeply into Friday the 13th, Part 5, A New Beginning. This movie starts off with Jason being completely dead, all right? You know, and, you know what's weird about that, too, when I say completely dead? In Part 4, isn't it so strange that they put Jason in that icebox and you could see like him, you could see him breathing? <laughs> I, I forgot to mention, did you, do you remember at the end of that movie, too, when he gets stabbed, you know, and the knife goes through his eyes, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you look at the sound that. effect. <laughs> you, you know what I love about the blood? It sounds like the blood's pouring into, like, a sink of water. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, I know, right? They, they always you know? use that sound effect to, like, show blood coming out of skin, but it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, here, here was my point when I was talking about how he was breathing and they put him in the icebox in, the, in yeah. the beginning of part four. And the only reason I'm talking about part four right now is because the dead factor. Now, I remember one of my biggest questions was like, would he be put in there if he was alive? Wouldn't the doctors do more to see if the guy was dead except for the fact that he's not moving? Like, don't right. they don't they check his pulse or heartbeat or if he's breathing? Nothing? They just said, okay, he has an axe in his head. He's probably dead. <laughs> Let's just put no, him- but they did. <laughs> I thought they checked it in the barn. Paramedics can't tell the difference between a dead person and a live one? Uh, they're stupid paramedics, obviously. Well, okay, anyway. All right, now we come to part five. Yes. To me, this movie this movie is the most filthy, trashy movie of any Friday 13th, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, when they have the uh, psychopath guy there with the axe just, uh, you know... Chopping up the, uh, the poor little fat kid. I mean, when you when you go when you go to uh, places like that, there's really no coming back. Yeah, and he buried it right into his back. I love. Yeah, that. that's a great sound effect too. Where he's like, "Wow!" And he's like, they start crying and screaming as he's getting hacked. Yeah, that's cool. But anyway, okay. So this movie starts off with Corey Feldman looking at Jason come back to life because these two kids dig him up and he just takes his knife and he rams it in the kid's stomach and I forgot yeah, how he that killed was him. another great one I don't know how you felt but yeah. wasn't it a huge disappointment when you realized that he was not going to be in the rest of the movie <laughs> who Feldman yeah yeah because I love Feldman it was great because you see him and then all of a sudden he wakes up in the back of the van and I'm like who's this other guy <laughs> I don't care who this well, and especially when they when they ended four like that, you know, they set it up. It could have went a lot of different ways, you know, and and just by having them in the beginning of the movie, I thought was awesome. And then to kind of pull away and then and then give this other guy, yeah, I, I definitely felt cheated and <laughs> yeah, yeah. I gotta I say, the guy who plays him in this movie is probably my least favorite Tommy Jarvis out of uh, all John Shepard. Yeah, like this story was more about Tommy's delusions, you know? Like, yep. it was a mystery, because you never saw who was doing the killing until the end. And right. it was it was like, uh, Mike, remember we were saying how Psycho 3 was sort of like a remake of Psycho 1? Right. I kind of feel like this is a remake of Friday 13th Part 1. And Roy was like Pamela. Like, he saw his kid get killed, and he snapped. He thought that everybody, you know, didn't protect his kid, just like Pamela thought the counselors didn't protect Jason. And Roy used the storyline to hide his own guilt of the fact that he was Joey's father. Like, he didn't even want to be credited for these kills because he didn't even want nobody to know that he was this kid's father, you know? Because he, right. he abandoned him or, like, didn't they say at the end of the movie, like, uh, the kid was alone for 20 years or something like that? 
Yeah, pretty much. I thought that they said they put him into an orphanage or something. And you know what? That's weird because I can see what you're saying. I never looked at it like that before. But if you look at it, there are similarities. I mean, you have Pamela Voorhees was Jason's mother, and this guy's Jason's father. So in a sense, I mean, not Jason's father. What am I saying? It's uh, Joey's father. That's it. Yeah, whatever happened to Jason's father? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was supposed to be uh, in part six. Supposedly, he was like a caretaker, but they just scrapped it. And I'm glad. I don't. I I really don't want to go down the Halloween route where we see every relative of Michael Myers. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But don't you just find it odd throughout the whole series that he's never even referenced once? You know, even even in the Freddy Krueger series, there, there comes a point where you know you got to give a backstory, and at least uh, certain characters are mentioned. And his father is Alice Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he did a great job. I, I liked him in that role. That was good. Yeah. All right, let's see. Yeah, let's talk about characters in this movie now. This yeah. movie, it's weird because it has the biggest mix of awesome and terrible characters I've ever <laughs> seen in my entire life. Yep, you got right. it. All right, let's go to terrible first. Okay. It's always good to, you know, bash and then right. bring let people know, we really do like it. Look, we like yeah. these people. <laughs> Okay, so terrible, terrible characters. The uh, the redheaded girl who wouldn't have sex with the other guy I can't stand, who's like, I w- want to make love with you. Yeah, what was up with that shit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, did did they really need that in the movie? Yeah, he was a. He, you could tell he was a, a charter member of HowToPickUpChicks.com. You know what? I almost wonder. If they would have gotten down and dirty, like if they would have ended up having sex, right? How that would have sounded, Robin. Uh, um, I'm coming, coming, Robin. <laughs> and then when they're done, was I a d- 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 dead f- 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 fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, come on. I have a feeling her answer would have been different than the twins. Morning, Ethel. Hi, don't you look lovely today? Poor shit. Now, Sheriff, you better hear me and hear me good. I want this loony bin closed down. Do you hear me, fella? Now, these kids ain't nothing but trouble. You come off! <laughs> would you shut the fuck up? <laughs> the next little bastard comes near my farm. I'm gonna blow your fucking brains out. You hear me? Don't you come near me, Sheriff. I warn you. I got a bomb on me. I swear to you. And then you got great characters like Ethel and her son. Oh, God. Dude. <laughs> you know what's funny about this? I really don't like this movie because it's a little too trashy and B-movie B for me. And these two people are the epitome of why it's that way. But at yeah. the same time, tell me that you can't quote about 50 of her lines. Just like they've done to that pigo. Oh, there, that fucking crazy farm. <laughs> Eat your fucking slop. Ain't I make the best goddamn stew in the whole wide world? Oh, shit. Who the fuck are you and what the fuck do you want? Am I ain't eating two days till I turn a meal. Okay. Clean all the shit out of the chicken coop and dump it behind the shed. You come back here when you got all the shit out, and then I'll fill your stomach. You know, you know what's so funny about that? Jason filled his stomach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, they had, that was, of course, on purpose, that they did, they killed him that way after she said that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Clean the shit out of the chicken coop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I could do her all day. Uh, and I, I mean, I mean, repeat her lines. 
Yeah. In case you thought I. Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah. Well, the the homeless guy that we were just talking about, he was supposed to be a suspect. I think you know. Right. So, so was Vic. You know, the guy who killed Joey. Now, what did you guys think about the fact that it wasn't Jason? Because since the first one, they really haven't done anything other than Jason. And it's not like it was a Halloween 3 situation where they veered off the storyline. It was, it's been, you know, good continuity-wise, but they, this is the first one in, what, two, three movies that, that, they, uh, that they decided to go with a different killer. You know, I had heard stories from people that had seen it saying, you know, it's not really Jason in that one. And then I would watch it, and I'm like, okay, well, there's a guy in a hockey mask, so obviously it is Jason. And then I remember, like, when the movie ends and he falls onto the spikes and you just see him laying there, I'm like, uh, okay, Jason's face isn't all messed up. Right. So I don't think yep. that's Jason. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's, it was a cop-out. The the ending is a real downer. It is. It's not even a great reveal. Like, no. Like, who cares that he was Jason? Right. <laughs> right. And I mean, you know what? There's little hints along the way that it's not Jason, especially like close to the end of the movie in the third act, when they're in the barn. You know, Pam and Reggie, hmm. and Tommy comes in with the pocket knife and he stabs Roy in the groin. Right. Okay, you hear, like, granted, like I said, you hear Joy- Jason make little grunts and groans, like, throughout the other movies. But in at that movie, and this is where sound effects are pivotal, you actually hear him make, like, a more elaborated, like, laboring noise of pain. Like, he gets stabbed, and he's like, ah, and then, like, you hear him go, like, ah. Like, that was it for me, Mike. I remember that, and that's how I knew. I said, it can't be him, because just his mannerisms and, like you said, the way he reacts to being stabbed. Right there, and I remember seeing this movie when I was young, and I picked up on that automatically, so absolutely, sir. Right. I feel the complete opposite. The guy, this guy Roy, kicks and busts a door into a hundred pieces when he was coming in a room. Then he 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 survives run-ins with a freaking bulldozer, a chainsaw, yeah. a knife, two-by-fours. And, you know, at that point, after he was impaled on the spikes at the end, I figured he would just, like, get up and dust himself off and <laughs> just keep on going. Like, how was he able to just keep going and not really, you know... You're going to tell me if you got hit with a bulldozer and you went flying 15 feet that you would just, like, kind of get up? and, Dude, I, if I bang my shin on a, a, a stair, I'm, like, I'm on the floor for, two, you know, two minutes, hold my leg. I, I, I don't understand if this is supposed to be a normal guy. Good point. You know what I was thinking? Maybe it just all comes down to, like, adrenaline. Like, you know, crazy people tap into that pretty easily. You know what, though, Alex? I think I do agree with you, though. Now that I'm thinking about it with, with everything that happens, mm-hmm. I think I definitely side with you on this one. But, you know, like I said, I definitely noticed um, a difference, like I said, when, when he got stabbed that one time. But you're right. You know, when, when people are getting hit by boulders and all this crazy other shit. <laughs> and they're I mean, busting through doors like it's right. nothing. Exactly. I mean, you know, what else are you supposed to believe? So uh, you're absolutely right now that I think about it. Like, I felt the complete opposite. I was like, it's so weird. But, but you know what? I also see your side. He definitely he overreacted to the stab, and it was something you know. What did Jason do in part three when he got stabbed in the leg? He went like, uh, ooh, and then he fell down, and he, like, reached and pulled it out of his knee and then threw it at Chris. Was it that different from this? Uh, yes. 
it took see the thing is though it's like Roy when it happened to him his was more exaggerated and it, like exaggerated yeah and it took him right. longer right the I other one like, they were trying to do with it like you know by not having him as uh, you know not having it be Jason as the killer like I can see where they were trying to go different with it and you know they needed a way to revive the character but they did it they thought they were doing it in a good way but you know looking back at it in retrospect I know a lot of people don't like it they feel cheated it's almost like all right well yeah well that's what I was going to say next like how do you think people left like in 1986 how do you think people felt when they left the theater Actually, I'm sorry, it was 85, but <clears throat> yeah, yeah, uh, 6 was 86. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. I just, <laughs> I'm just you, kidding. You know how I am with stuff. I would have been extremely pissed off. I'm just disappointed, you know, and that's how I feel people were. They just were disappointed. You know, the four was ended on such a high note, such a cliffhanger with, with Tommy and his crazy shaved head and all that. Yeah. And then to go from that high to, to this, uh, it's just, it's a letdown all around. You know, I think, I think the main problem is that people, I heard a lot of people always say, like, they were mad because when you watch a Friday the 13th, I want to see Jason, I want to see the, the character develop, and, and I want to see them further the character, this and that. But, you know, arguably, none of these movies really furthered the character of Jason. Yeah. He just killed people, and then he died. I mean, he really did nothing of value otherwise. Right. And it was the same thing, too, a guy, you know, stalking people, uh, killing people in a mask. I mean, it wasn't really that different if yeah. you look at it. How do you, you know, further the like character? It's a whole story, you know? There were so many suspects in this movie. Did you know who the killer was? Because it could have been Vic, Roy, Tommy, the homeless guy, Ethel Jr. It could have been any of those people. Did like? Did you think that Roy was a red herring, or did you really pin? You know, when he looked up after his son was killed and they loaded him in the car, or whatever it was. Yeah, I had no idea to be honest with you. And when I saw it, I said okay, and went back in my head. I said. All right, I guess I can buy that. And then the more I thought of it, I was like, yeah, I, I can buy it, but I don't like it. <laughs> you know what's weird? When I saw him laying in that spikes and the mask was off, I still didn't know who it was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same with me, Alex, same with me. <laughs> yep. Like you think, Jason got plastic surgery. <laughs> like, I literally, if that cop didn't explain it at the end, I would not have any idea what was going on. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I had no idea. I said, what's going on? I was like, I thought he was all deformed. Yep. Yeah. That would have made it worse. If you didn't have any explanation you know, from that cop or anything, that would have just made the movie a hell of a lot worse. And I think, you know, people would have, um, you know, really been against it <laughs> okay. at that point. What do you think of the development of the, t the Tommy Jarvis character? Now, I, Dan, you said you didn't like it. Uh, it will in this movie because it progresses after this movie, right. and that's one of my favorites too. But this one, I gotta say, is is definitely a uh, if there's peaks and valleys, this was a big valley because it just. I mean, I get it. You know, it, it made sense. You know, mentally wise where he would be, why he's having the hallucinations, etc. But I just didn't like the movie all around. I didn't like the guy who played him personally. I you know he was an okay actor. I'm not saying that, but he played him just. Very awkward and nothing like uh, nothing like the next installment or whatever. And and Corey Feldman as a kid, I guess that has something to do with it too, is the age factor. But I just found him to be very awkward and not likable and just barely barely a leading character. You're right. He wasn't likable and he was not a leading man. Not no. at all. Not at all. Who who was the lead in this movie? Would you say? 
Was it him? I, supposedly it was right, exactly. It's supposed to be, but you know, look at look at what Tom Matthews did with the character. I think I don't know if you guys are a fan of him, but I just oh, think totally. he he took it and and spun it into something that that was just epic at the end of the day. You know, Feldman started it off, and everybody put their. It's put weird, man. I, I know people who say that he just he destroyed that character, and it's not even Tom Matthews' fault. It was terrible. De- character development like how do you go from a kid who opened his eyes at the end of the movie when he was hugging trish obviously he lost it a little bit then you progress to what he became in part five then all of a sudden he's a right. cool high school quarterback normal cool guy getting the chick like what the hell is this like good point what kind of character progression is this well no <laughs> good it's, point, it's, it's he not... went from awkward to to uh, James Dean overnight. You're absolutely. I never thought of that before. You're right. That's that's whack. I mean, I just want to say something though. You were talking about who's the lead of the movie. Yeah. And it isn't Tommy. It's definitely, and I know you guys are probably gonna not agree with this at all, but it's definitely Pam. I knew you were gonna say that. that. But she is. She is. Yeah. I don't think she had any more screen time than anybody else. I, she didn't. I don't understand. This movie is really weird. <laughs> and, and it just goes back to like we were saying, too. She just, if you look at the whole series, every single movie, she's probably one of the least likable main characters, lead characters, lead yeah. final girl, whatever you want to call her. So it's just all around, you know? It, it seems like there's just a theme throughout this whole movie. It's just, eh. Yeah. Okay, now I just want to know who who danced better though the uh, the robot dancing girl or Jimbo in part four? Uh, oh, I mean, is that even a? Uh, is it a? <laughs> that's that's one of the easiest questions I've ever had to answer. Crispin Glover all the way. Yeah. Well, even though Violet was kind of hot. What? She was hey. kind of attractive. I I would have I would have hey, taken her to places she's never been. <laughs> this is and this is coming from somebody who said that Tina wasn't hot. Tina is not hot because Tina's boobs are too big. Like what? Are you smoking? But, but violets, for? violets are perfect. What are you worried about getting a spring thumb? And what what is your problem? No, it's just I don't like I don't like big sandbags to knock me in the face when we're going to town. You don't? No. It's not attractive. <sighs> I'm uh, for once I'm uh, speechless. I, Mike, Michael J. will shock you on every episode, people. I would agree with your statement. Just a little inside information. That scene where um, <clears throat> she was doing that dance, she yeah. was she was supposed to be doing aerobics, and Jason was going to shove a meat cleaver into her crotch. Wow. But, uh, yeah. That would have been fun to see. Do you think if the last ten minutes of this film did not take place and Jason landed on the spikes... And then the hockey mask was still on his face, right. and then they came to an end. Would this movie be held in higher regard? Meaning, if it was not a copycat killer and it was Jason, do you think that that overshadows what people really feel about this movie? Almost definitely. Hmm. See, I disagree with that totally. I thought it was a piece of shit movie. <laughs> and, uh, whether it's Jason or not, because like I said, it's a guy walking around in a fucking hockey mask. I mean, let's face it, it's practically the same thing. You know, you put in that ending, obviously it makes you think a little bit, say, oh, okay, it wasn't him, but it was the same movie. It's the same premise. Guy stalks people, kills them in crazy, you know, crazy different ways. So right, to right. me, it was just, um, yeah, it, it, I totally disagree with that, so.
Okay, now it's time for some what the f moments, and this this movie is chock full of them. At the end, when the cop is explaining to the lady like how Roy was the killer and everything, um, and all along he had these magazine clippings and all this other stuff, he shows a picture in the newspaper of a photograph of Jason. Now, now Jason doesn't normally like stop for photo ops, <laughs> and he had the mask on, and he looked like he was either in the shower or uh, coming at somebody. I I really couldn't tell. I remember it looked it was a strange looking picture, but. You gotta have some serious balls to take a picture of Jason, and how would this picture exist? <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. At least in four, they had like a sketch drawing, like you know, right. the person at the local newspaper probably did. Right. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're right. What the hell? <laughs> Never thought about that before. <laughs> I didn't either. That you're right. That that is just something that it's it's just crazy. Yeah. It, it doesn't happen. Okay, my favorite character in the movie is Demon. Yeah. Demon. What do you think about his entire scene? And and am I crazy? Uh, what I thought about it, it was it was definitely memorable. Yeah, I mean, I liked it as much as I liked anything in this movie. <laughs> you don't like the movie? I, I mean, uh, no. I, overall, no. Right. I can't I can't say it's one of my favorite. It's probably my least favorite. It's tied between this and um, three. Either three or Jason goes to hell. A little uh, skeleton crew trivia. I actually have Demon's phone number in my phone. Like right now, I could call him. Uh-oh. I, I'm sorry, I just felt like dropping a name that nobody gives a shit about. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay. That's horrible. What if he's listening? He's gonna think you don't care. No, I, I, lo- dude, I'm, I'm, I have a, I have a personal relationship. Of course, I care about him. Yes. I could I could text him right now. I actually I was such a dork. I texted him on the last Friday the thirteenth, and I said, "Hey, for, happy Friday thirteenth, man!" And he said, "He said you too, bro." Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm such a That's dork. Sweet. Yeah. All right, let's get to the uh, the awards we always give out on all these episodes. Okay, my favorite hottest girl. Hmm. Uh, I got it. Mm-hmm. Robin, because I like oh, redheads. Robin. Yeah, I like redheads. Wait, wait, which one? The um... <laughs> Robin is the one that was with the stutterer. Oh, God. Okay. And plus, her, her, her boobs are, are perfect. Uh, yeah, if you like uh, pancakes at night. <laughs> <laughs> they were perky. Pancakes. They were perky. The, the, bre- the, the breasts might be small, but the nips were perky. I enjoy that. Mike, that girl's tits look like birthday balloons, like a month after the party. So deflated <laughs> with puke on them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm, not, I'm not. I don't know. Uh, me, uh, my girl is obviously Tina. I think uh, that's she's pretty, pretty perfect. I, I wouldn't complain about anything about her. I think she's really hot. What about you? Uh, honestly, I agree with that, but like I said, it kind of goes with the theme of everything else with this movie. I, I can only go so far. I, can, I wouldn't say uh, she's she's the hottest chick I've ever seen, but if you're gonna if you're gonna go through the whole movie and pick a girl, just like we've been going through everything else in this movie, saying you know high points, well, you know it can only get so good. So I'd have to say Tina too. Nothing special, but you know if I if I had a few you know at a party, saw her across the room, I'd probably holler. Right. Okay, how about best kill in the movie? If you if you need a reminder, you got the guy driving the moped, he gets his head chopped off, you got the kid with the road flare in his mouth, you got 
the cokehead. Oh, the road flare. That's mine, Alex. Totally. Absolutely. Wait, wait. Shh, shh, shh. Did you hear that? What? That's the, that's the sound of the road flare going in his mouth. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you were insane with the sound effects on this episode, sir. What it is, dude. <laughs> I forgot about that kill, too. I actually just watched the movie, too, uh, a little while ago. You know what Mike sounded like just now? Do you ever see Planes, Trains, and Automobiles when John Candy's clearing his sinuses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it just sounds like that dude, I think his name was I think his name was Vinny. It sounded like he had a mouthful. Did wow. you say Oh my god. Well no, my favorite kill was Ethel and she's like she's like Eat my stew and then all of a sudden you know, just right there, I love that. That yeah. was awesome. Okay. Yeah, that was What well, was one. the tie for that and the stutterer? I think both of them I was thrilled that they uh how was he killed? You know, this movie is so he just, unmemorable. He got a meat cleaver to the face, I believe, or a knife to the face. Or How something. many people got a knife to the face in this movie? Many people, because they couldn't oh, think of anything else to do. Tina, uh, which is so horrible for a Fires of the 13th movie, because it's like, really? That's kind of its staple. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's Friday the 13th by numbers with this movie. How do you go from Savini to this? It's just, uh <laughs> Tina got her eyes cut out. The one guy had a strap across his head, and his head was popped, squeezed and popped. Um, the girl dancing got a knife in her stomach. These were really just bad. This is just like a bad movie. The road flare one was a little different, though, so that was... That was, that was different, but, but those people he killed were just garbage. Exactly. God, I feel like this episode is such a bummer. I cannot is, wait to get to part six. Oh, this movie is terrible. God. You know what's weird? Sometimes you give a movie a little bit of credit, and then right. when you when you get hired on a website to do a horror radio show and you have to discuss it, you really realize how bad it is. Wow, this movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And if anybody disagrees, please, please, you know, tell please us. Leave a and, comment. And, and give us your opinion on it, because, you know, maybe we're wrong, but, um, you know, I doubt it. Yeah, I would love for people to always say what they agreed or disagreed on, and then we could even address it in the next show. I'd like to be a little interactive with this, you know? Yeah, everybody give you a high point of the movie, you know, if if you do have one, if yeah. there is one in there somewhere. Can we get to the ratings portion of the show? Oh, yeah, now? yeah, please, let's get to the ratings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's wrap this up. Wait, listen, up. wait, wait, Dan, is that the end usually? Okay, yes, yeah. let's get to that. <laughs> Dude, I give this a fucking four. <laughs> Wow, you give it the same thing I give part three? That's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, like I said, I don't want to kill the movie. Anything, I, I consider, you know, just like uh, testing, you know what I mean? Anything right. below like a, like a 30 is an F, so at that point it doesn't really matter. The only reason I give it a little credit is because, you know, the camera shots are halfway decent. It's got, you know, right. it does have some, I guess, quote-unquote redeemable qualities, but overall, it's a shit film. I give it, I give it a two for Robin. Yeah, for each one of her tiny breasts. Mm. All right, just a regular person put a hockey mask on and just killed a bunch of kids, and they called it a Friday Thirteenth movie. There, there was, there was nothing. There was no depth to this. There was nothing. I do, I do commend them on, on trying to come up with something. Jason's dead. How can we do it? That's not a bad idea to have an imposter killer but it was just not it wasn't done well it looks cheap they were raunchy it was it was just such a step down it was a total failure in every facet this movie gets a three 
Thank wow. you. I Alex actually dropped the mic. How? Well, be, my four was being very generous too, and the only reason I give them that is, like Alex said. Yeah, please tell me. I'd love to know. Well, they they tried. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, whether they you agree try, or disagree man. with with who the killer was at the end, they tried to go a different way. Like I said, whether that idea is good or not, you know, obviously we all agree that it wasn't. It was kind of shit. But yeah. you got to give them credit. They had to go somewhere. Personally, I think all of us could have thought of a better script than that movie. But you know, you got to give them credit. Like I said, they they tried, and you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't the worst movie I've ever seen, so I gave it a four. And like I said, four is being very generous. I was teetering between three and a four. I gave it a four just because. Just because I want to. Tune in tomorrow for Jason Lives, the sixth installment in the Friday the 13th series. So this is Alex. Michael J. And Chase. And we'll see you tomorrow for the 12 days of Friday the 13th. This shit box is gross.